Would you rather talk about your sex life or money life? Surprisingly, most people would rather not talk about money, how to save it or invest it. This podcast is about helping you simplify your money life. Delivered by Dr. Henry Joseph Speck, a psychologist by training, Henry is a seasoned investor with over 40 years of successful investing in real estate, stocks and other alternate forms of income generation. Tune in to the twice-monthly podcasts to get his thoughts and tips on how to reach financial freedom. How to achieve the life you deserve. Now, here's Dr. Speck. Please remember this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult with your financial advisor or investment specialist before you make any changes to your investment policy or stocks or bonds or real estate you may own. I am not an investment advisor. I am simply talking about what I'm doing in our investments for your entertainment purposes. What do you know about investing? This is Hank for Shrink Money Advice. So let's talk about this concept that just seems to be really important for you, not just for your own self-evaluation, but when you consider getting the help of other, quote, experts. Let's take a step back for a minute. So I'll relate this personal story to you and then... um, we'll talk about specifically as it relates to your, your own investment knowledge. So not too long ago, I was, I was fortunate enough, there was a, as I was retiring from my profession of psychology, there was a surprise party thrown. And I'm not good at that stuff, but it was my retirement party and, and the new owners of the practice and my wife were involved anyway in the staff. And anyway, long story short, one of the um, activities they had at the function was they asked all the staff to come up with their most memorable interaction with me in their career at our uh, clinics. And there were, I would say, probably most of them said their most memorable interaction with me came at their initial interview process where I generally ask this question. If 100% is everything you need to know in your profession, whatever specific it may be what percent do you think you know today or have covered and uh, the the answer is significant as is the response to my response so if a person were to say well you know I just graduated with a PhD in counseling psychology I've done great internships I'm about at 80 percent I know about 80 percent of what a person needs to know to do my job And then I would say, well, I've been at it for about 30 or 25 years, whatever the number may be at the time, and I might have hit 15% last week. And then I wait. What is their response? Do they defend their position? Do they ask me questions? Or do they think I'm really dumb? I'm I'm not sure, but of course, my response is usually, well, you really don't know anything. You might have hit two or three percent of what's needed to know. You know some techniques, you know ethics, you know um, blah blah blah. But you you really don't know anything. Which to to some people is is just they just it's just not understandable. Well, if you're a lifelong learner and you're 25 and you have a long life ahead of you, obviously you have a great deal more to learn. And even if you were to ask me that question today about something, let's take investments because that's the topic here. Let's get very specific. Let's talk about real estate. 
I might be at 20%. I've been doing it for 40 years, but I don't think it's beyond that. It, 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 there's just so much every day that changes. And, and so I'm comfortable saying 20 to 25% perhaps. That's where I'm at. So the question of what do you know reflects on two points. The people that you seek out for assistance, and by the way, I have no, I've said this before, no room for any coaching people or anything, so don't even try it. But um, you may go to a bank manager or you may go to a, and, and I think I've told this story when I used to, when I was young and I'd have to go to these bank meetings. And sometimes I get called in because they thought, you know, Dr. Speck needs to have a, you know, wealth advisor or some crazy idea. So I would go in and uh, only happened a few times because I, shut it down pretty quickly, but I would say, okay, before we continue so-and-so, can you tell me what your net worth is, and can you tell me how much uh, you carry month-to-month balance on your credit card? And they would inevitably say, it's really that of your business. Now, remember, these are folks who already have most of my personal information, um, but they're going to give us advice, and yet we don't really know what they know. So we start at zero and say, okay, prove to me or show me how you know enough to be able to help me. What, how are you going to, to guide me through this experience? And, and sure enough, usually 99.9% of the time, all the time perhaps, yeah, all the time, it got shut down because they're, they don't want to answer the question and they really aren't very successful. They wouldn't be doing what they're doing. And that's the other issue. But you, when you look in the mirror, need to fully understand that you really don't know very much. I listen to a podcast occasionally for just this contrast, a very young person in real estate who thinks he knows pretty much what he gives advice, you know, does all this coaching stuff because he's, you know, he's, he's, he's got it down. He's probably in his, I don't know, early 30s. And he's risen a, a bubble, as we all have in real estate, where it's gone up for the last 20 years and stocks as well have gone up and everything's rosy and wonderful and it's, it's all great. And also pushes the trading of options and all kinds of derivatives on the stock exchange, which are very risky. Um, doesn't really know anything, in my opinion. Probably 5%, maybe 10%. Doing well, great. But doesn't really know very much. So I think what, what happens when you do a self-reflection and you look at what you don't know, uh, it's it's pretty clear that you, we all need to be life lifelong learners, but legitimate lifelong le- learners. And to realize there are limits and <clears throat> there are checks and balances. And uh, one simple, simple thing I'll throw at you is how do you assess value of something that you're going to purchase, whether it be a stock, a bond, a real estate, or something else? What is the value metric for you? And I know today, as I was listening to this podcast on my treadmill workout, they were saying that while people are running out west in Canada to find positive cash flow properties, that where they invest, they're negative, but that's okay because the price of the buildings keep going up. So it doesn't matter that you lose money every month on these buildings, which to me is just, I just don't get it. I just, you know, if interest rates hit 15 or 12 or 10 or 5%, what does everything look like? And if you if you look at the long term, yeah, you might be right. It, it, the longer you can hang on, the more the value of that property will go up. But, but if you're not getting cash flow, it's really not an investment in my opinion. And you, you, you know, it's a bit like Vegas, but every year prices go up. In real estate on the on the East Coast, in some areas, have gone up over fifty percent year to year. That's not going to happen every year. Can't happen. 
might happen for a few more, a few months, a few years, but eventually it's going to correct itself because it just can't continue. The other part we are facing, as we've talked about, is declining value of, of purchasing power with inflation. Don't know much about that. If you ask me, well, Henry, what's your what's your uh, understanding of inflation? I'm probably at 2 to 5%. I've lived through it, 18 19% interest rates, but I don't know very much about it because it's very, in my opinion, behind the scenes created. Yeah, it's supply and demand and printing of money and interest rates and all those things combined, but I really don't know very much about it. All I know is when I go to the grocery store every other week, it costs me more to buy things. It costs me more to fill up with gas, and that causes concern. So take a clear look at yourself. Ask yourself, what do you really know? Be honest. If you're a lifelong learner, lifetime learner, I wonder what, how I wonder how Warren Buffett or Charlie Munger would answer that question. They I, that's a fascinating... I, I might email. I don't think they ever respond, but I think I'll send an email. If you ever get a response, I'll bring it up in future podcasts. Also, find out what the people that advise you, what do they think they know about the area that they're advising you on? A lifetime learning is the key. Hopefully, they're, uh, you know, they're in that range. If they're 20%, 30%, you know, there are certain practitioners in surgery, certain types of electronic experts who know 100% of what they need to know about fixing a problem. So, for example, if you're going in for appendicitis surgery, as I had many years ago, to get your appendix out, you hope that doctor knows 100% of what they need to know about doing it properly. Uh, someone's going to wire your house, they should, they should be 100% successful every time they wire a house without any fires or misconnections. Mis so there, those industries may differ somewhat. But the one we're talking about today, investing, I think it's pretty clear. You have an amazing day. Talk soon. You have been listening to the Shrink Money Advice podcast with Dr. Henry Joseph Speck. Remember to pick up your copy of Dr. Speck's latest book, Shrink Money Advice, on Amazon.ca or the audio version at awesound.com. That's A-W-E sound.com. 